Do you know how your parents will be cared for when they can no longer care for themselves or just need another hand around the house? Is it possible you will have to someday be caring for your kids and your parents? How will you be able to keep your job and be a full-time caregiver for your parents? Are you currently a sandwich generation and need ideas of how to handle the stress, the emotions, or figuring out financial options? Welcome to Reach Your Summit Podcast, where we help you navigate the path to a better, more secure future. I'm your host today, Nicole Davis, and I'm the Director of Financial Planning Services at Summit Wealth Group. Today, Nathan Archuleta, a Senior Advisor with Summit Wealth Group, will be joining me to discuss uh, the different things that we really encounter through what we call the sandwich generation. Hey, Nate, how are you? Hi, Nicole. I'm doing well. How are you today? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. I'm happy to be here. This is an interesting topic. Somebody that we know and care for is, is likely in one of these situations, uh, the sandwich generation. It is becoming more and more common. You know, there's individuals out there who are caught in the middle of caring for their children and their aging parents simultaneously and are commonly referred to as the sandwich generation. It can already be stressful, expensive, and of course, time intensive to raise a child. But You know, when adding other loved ones to the situation, these things really increase. Things that used to be easy, such as picking your kids up from soccer practice, may be harder to really juggle as your mother may also need to be at the doctor's appointment at the same time. If your parent or loved one has a lack of mobility, things may take longer to do. And if you have a full-time job on top of this, you may be wondering how you'll, you'll work while being able to take care of your parents at the same time. And these things may almost seem impossible at times, but there's always options and ways to help cope with the challenges that many face in what we call the sandwich generation. So Nate, what are those top three things that we see really affecting the sandwich generation as they have to care for their kids and their aging loved ones? I sought out some conversation with some folks that we're close to, to get some insight into this. And number one is just money and resources. Number two is the emotional component, the emotional factors. And number three is the the physical. And uh, maybe between emotional and physical is the psychological uh, component as well. So I think there's some some good thoughts that we can share and talk about today. Yeah, those sound right on point with people I've known that have gone through this or are currently in it. You know, and I see myself probably being in the sandwich generation at some point as well. Let's talk a little bit more about the the money and the resources. Let's just start with that. You know, it is it's expensive to raise kids alone, and then you add in another person. So it's their care, their food, housing, other things that they may need, and you know, part of that is also where are they live. So are they living with you? Are you having to go over to their house nearby, or do you have to move them so that they could be near you? And kind of looking at the really the different aspects. Of that, And I would say probably one of the most important things to do is if you think this is going to be happening to you, is really planning for it. Definitely. So Nate, when you talk with your clients, if you have the chance and it's not a surprise thing and you get the chance to plan it, what, what would be some of the recommendations or advice you'd give your clients that might be headed towards that sandwich generation? Yeah, I, I think that for many of the clients and, and in our own personal family, in our own situation, you think about who's going to be the caretaker. 
if, if you're not a, an only child, maybe then in that case, it, it might fall to you. But um, if you have multiple siblings, uh, it comes down to, well, just some money and some resources, but who has a single level house? Who has the setup? I think it starts to become natural as we get older. Um, I'm getting into my 40s now and we're, we're seeing our parents grow older as we do every year. And, and I think there's a natural inclination and maybe one of the siblings to say, this is responsibility that's going to fall upon myself. And maybe recognizing that and understanding that early on in the process. And like you say, planning for it. Can we build an addition? Can they live in this bedroom here? Do we have accessibility as our health changes down the road? And um, really kind of planning to commit some money and some resources to that because there really is uh, a need to, just like our children, maybe commit some, some actual money towards helping to make the situation as best as it can be. And as with anything and dealing with money, we have to plan that out so that we don't find ourselves in a tight spot. Yeah. One of the things I think of, so are they going to live with one of their children? Are they going to be able to live nearby and they have help and their children can go over there to assist from, you know, different times of the day when the other help couldn't be there you know, or are they going to be in some kind of uh, retirement community or, um, or if they have to be in like a long-term care uh, facility? Some of your parents may have, you know, long-term care insurance that would help pay for that long-term care uh, facility, but some may not. You know, it's always a, diff- a difficult conversation to have uh, with your loved ones when you're talking about them. But you know, you're really just doing yourself a disservice not to talk about it. And not only just with the parents, if you have other siblings, including them in as well and finding out what the the parents' wishes are too. And if there's ways that you can really achieve that. Definitely. With talking about money and resources, you know, it's, it's really important. You know, you mentioned like, okay, so how are we going to pay for these things? Um, do our mom and dad have that money? Or are we going to have to share the cost of this? Without planning, it can really affect your other goals. I mean, if this is something that does happen, in making sure that you understand what costs are related with it so that your other goals are still obtained and, and aren't um, derailed just because of this. Yeah, There are definitely things that you can do to still achieve your other goals if you end up in the sandwich generation. And, you know, I think there's two types. It's the baby boomer generation that's finding uh, some of their parents need care. And maybe they didn't have this planning all taken care of in advance. They just kind of find themselves in the situation where it's it's my responsibility. We moved mom, dad in, and we're taking care of them. Um, and then we see maybe the next generation of the sandwich generation that, that sees that happening with their parents and their grandparents, and they might have to fall into that as well, too. And, and there's, there's different, again, planning opportunities. I have some clients who pay for long-term care for their parents as they're growing older because mom and dad don't have the resources, but the children do. So they're actually paying those premiums, which can help with two things. I would say independence and dignity. And the third thing is staying at home as long as possible, whether that's with their kids. Uh, but having someone to help with care and to provide some resources and and just, you know, help with that whole situation. 
Do you have any advice for those that find themselves in that sandwich generation unexpectedly? Do you know of any other resources that they might be able to reach out to or any advice of what should their next steps be? Boy, that's a tough question. (laughs) Um, Having a good support system is always important. People that you know and trust and can confide in and and also maybe others in similar situations. I think it's always good to have a good attorney, a good financial planner, somebody who does share their experiences with many other folks and get different perspectives and, and uh, keeping your network open. I definitely agree with a financial planner because, you know, they're going to know your situation or should know your situation to the point where they could guide you to other opportunities, maybe for your parents, maybe they are eligible for, you know, Medicaid or some other program, um, are they a veteran? Are they, are there other options for them? And, you know, going to your financial planner would be, I think, one of the best steps to make. And really that support system is such a big thing, which kind of leads us one of our other uh, top things that they deal with, which is really the emotional side. Having that support system is just really important Um, there's just so much that's involved in that and whether it's, you know, other family members, or maybe you have a friend that's going through or has gone through the same thing. It's really nice to have someone there that, that you can relate to. Yeah, definitely. I think we feel as humans, sometimes just isolated on an Island, but there are so many others out there that are dealing with this and sometimes just a, a, a friendly ear just to talk about these things are really important. And, and I had a really good conversation with, with uh, one of my friends at the office here, who's actually in this exact situation. There's a lot of emotional turmoil that you go through day by day. There's guilt. I think that was kind of interesting to, to learn about guilt towards your parents and your kids. And it can be on both parties. You know, let's say, Grandma has to live at home and and there might be this guilt that she's living with that she has maybe become a quote, a burden or feels like she is uh, or he is for grandpa. Um, But for that sandwich generation, kind of maybe being guilty that now your time is split through everyone. You have to take care of mom or dad. You got to take care of the kids. You got to take care of your husband and wife. And so that really leads to sometimes a lack of self-care. You, you don't have any time. And for a lot of people, work now becomes their escape. And COVID maybe compounded some of that. We're just at home even a little bit more and you didn't get that chance to be away and have that escape. Yeah, I think that having a support system is just incredibly important. And you hit on one thing of that lack of self-care, which really kind of almost leads into the third thing that we said that they deal a lot with, which is really being able to physically and psychologically be able to keep up with it. Without caring for yourself, it's really hard to constantly be taking care of other people. You really do need to make sure you have some time for yourself, whether it's, can you take 30 minutes a day and do something you like, whether it's read a book, watch a show, maybe just go outside if you like singing or painting or whatever it is, take 30 minutes you know, a day if you can and just have some you time. Uh, it's something else that kind of comes to mind when, you know, really bearing that uh, psychological and, and physical part of it is making sure you get that break and not just a 30 minute break. You know, is there someone that can come to your house and watch, you know, your mom for a day or two or a sibling needs to come in or 
or maybe maybe there's some hired help that can come in and and really give you that break. And not only is it good for you, but it's also going to be good for that person that you're taking care of. I mean, I know personally, you know, I have three young kids and every once in a while you need a break. Um, I need to refresh my, my, my level of patience Yeah, <laughs> and I could see that applying with, um, taking care of my parents as well. And so I think that's something I would really encourage is, is making sure you get that break here yourself. Yeah. That's a really good point is, um, you know, we hear that sometimes as we grow older and especially conditions or mental states, we actually become more like children again. And so you need to be cared for like a child, but physically your, your stature is totally different. <laughs> so um, there's, there's some interesting dynamics that occur there. And, you know, Nicole, I think this brings up some, some really important points. And, and I kind of put them in a list of five categories is, is you want to protect your own identity. You've got to maintain who you are uh, as a person. And you've got to find ways to incorporate things that you love even when you're caregiving. But that leads to a challenge is where's the time? We just don't have any time for it. So really getting organized is as a high priority for the sandwich generation is there's only so many hours in the day and only so much of ourselves to, to spread around. We don't have that luxury of, of wasting time or having idle time in this situation, which I think is a big, a big thing that leads to the stress and the burnout for a lot of folks. And as you mentioned, just accepting help or even asking for help. I know that we want to be the best that we can be in all situations and being super mom and super dad or super caregiver, those things can, can really start to weigh on you and you have to ask for help too and not be afraid of it and, and even look for services where maybe you can pay somebody for a day just so you can get out and uh, enjoy yourself. And you know, keep filling your own tank, whatever it is emotionally, spiritually, physically, keep filling that tank as best you can. I'm an optimist. So I say kind of look for the, the beautiful things in it, because at some point we will look back at this period in our lives and, and we'll remember the good and the bad things. We really want to focus on that good part of it. I think those are some really great points. And um, one of the things that really caught my ear that you said was um, filling that emotional tank and finding some things that you really like or what puts a smile on your face. If it's puppies or something like that, maybe you can find where they have like an adoption event going on, Yeah, you know, and, and just see the dogs or be able to walk with some dogs. Or, you know, if you have grandkids, you know, grandkids always put a smile on people's face. So, you know, maybe have, being able to have them over, go take that walk or a hike or do something outside to, kind of refresh yourself because burnout is a real thing. And whether it's caregiving work or, or anything else, I mean, it really applies to all aspects of your life. You can't really be expected to constantly being go, go, go without having some kind of break. Um, so I just encourage anyone that finds themselves in that sandwich generation to talk to your financial advisor and see what your options are as far as money and resources and ideas of where they can get their care yeah. and how that's all going to work for you and affect your other goals at the same time. The other thing is really making sure you get that support system, whether that's a, a friend or actually a group of people that are going through the same thing, reaching out, 
um, and making sure you're giving yourself those breaks. I think those are all really important things, Um, whether it's that 30 minutes a day or being able to find someone that, hey, I care for mom and dad this month or these couple months, and then my sibling gets them for, you know, the next couple of months or however it is you decide to split it out. I think those are all really good ways to to really deal with some of these major things that kind of come up as a sandwich generation. Um, Nate, did you have anything else to add in there? There's a couple of uh, important pieces I I maybe like to revisit. Number one is um, some of the legal planning, very important. The sandwich generation and our parents, understanding the difference between a power of attorney and guardianship is very, very important. Uh, For a lot of older folks, as, as we continue to age, the keys to our car is the very last sign of independence for us. And that can be a struggle. And uh, I'm sure many folks in this caregiver situation know that stubbornness can be an issue as well, too. And that's okay. It's not that, you know, we're trying to force somebody to do one thing or the other, but when we really have to be looking out for their best interest, there is definitely a line between a power of attorney and a guardianship. And those things need to be thought of well in advance and planned out also. Um, And Nicole, you also mentioned the, the financial planning aspect, meeting with your advisor is how does this experience now start to change your long-term situation, your long-term healthcare needs and goals? You know, I think we, we talk about long-term care and that comes down to insurance, but long-term care is not about insurance. It's about creating a plan. That's the most important piece. And insurance can be part of that plan. So have, has your experience now changed the way that you want to uh, grow older? How would you feel if your children now had to step into that role? That feeling of fairness and guilt and all those other emotional things that we go through. And how it can actually affect your retirement. Do you have to delay things? Do you have to change your spending? Do you need to uh, just plan differently for your, your, your lifestyle, really? So all those things can be affected when we are becoming caregivers and taking care of our children. Just like our kids uh, going to college, that affects our finances. And um, maybe when they come back and live at home until they're 30 years old, that can (laughs) definitely affect our finances too. I have more than one family, Nicole, tell me that, oh man, the fridge is cleaned out every time I come home. and, you know, that support group is, is important. There's, of course, things like AARP. That's probably the first one that comes to mind. I think a lot of um, benefits, healthcare benefits, also have EAP, Employee Assistance Programs, now too. And that's a lot of that's designed for geared towards mental health. And just having somebody you can talk to can be really uh, beneficial. So and I, I think big picture, the sandwich generation, it's just, uh, it's just part of life is what we all think of. It's just here we are today at this point in time. Um, I think we can be grateful and feel blessed that we can be close with family. But as we all know, being close with family can be a struggle. <laughs> it can get it can get pretty difficult sometimes though. Yes, you still need your breaks. <laughs> Even if it's from family. Most definitely. <laughs> well, thank you, Nate, for your time today. Um, we appreciate you coming on and talking to us about this really important topic of the sandwich generation and how to deal with it. Thanks. Thanks, and have a great day.
Thanks for listening to the Reach Your Summit podcast brought to you by Summit Wealth Group. If you've enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover, please email info at summitwealthgroup.com. Thanks again.